That's right. Welcome in. It is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down the biggest stories in District 5 and District 6, week in, week out. In the great state of Idaho, we are also uh, broadcasting live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. And so thanks for tuning in. My name is Brandon Bainey. Let's bring in our East Idaho experts, shall we? It's Sean Kane. What's up, Sean? Hey, uh, what's going on, man? I, I don't know if you could smell it in the air, but it's conference basketball time for both boys and girls. And just you, you just kind of can smell in the air when it becomes conference conference time. You know, the last few games here, the schedule is conference games and it's kind of exciting. Uh, you know, everyone's looking to punch their ticket to state and it's it's that time of the year. You said it, and immediately I thought of the, and maybe it's because I've watched Monday Night Football a lot this year, but I can feel it coming in the air tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they pl- they played that for the, I don't know if you watch Hard Knocks, but the Hard Knocks in season with the Dolphins, that's been, it's mm. been kind of a fun watch. They had that song in today's episode. Uh, it did not come for the Dolphins at all. <laughs> I, weird. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like they um had a really easy schedule this year, and that inflated them. Weird. It's uh, hard not to root for a Mike McDaniel's, though. I I don't know. I kind of like that guy, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I gotta find a team to root for, Brandon. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Chicago Bears, uh, so close and yet so far away. Well, we're gonna start today's show here on the East Idaho Prepcast with some of the behind-the-scenes legislative stuff from the IHSAA, and then we'll dive into what actually happened in the arena as it were sean earlier today the ihsaa idaho high school activities association held their january meeting and pretty big news was announced of course we had uh, found out recently that ty jones uh, who's been the executive director of the ihsaa for a long time um, is uh, retiring at the end of this school year in june and so the search was on to find a replacement well today the board uh, took it up to a vote and a new executive director of the IHSAA has been named. It's a familiar name to people in East Idaho, current board member and current Shelley superintendent, Chad Williams. So congratulations to Chad Williams, the new executive director of the IHSAA. He'll take over in June. Yeah, July 1st, 2024. He's going to have to maybe move. (laughs) Yeah, he will. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I think a lot of people is in the back of their minds of um, who is going to get in on that position. And I think, you know, Chad Williams is a great person that I think will fit in right there. You know, he's done a lot of great things at Shelley and it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Kind of a new era. I can't think of a time when it wasn't Ty Jones um, in that driver's seat. So uh, I'm, you know, We'll, we'll see what happens. I feel like Idaho's gotten a little more progressive. We've, you know, we got shot clocks this year, you know, those digital numbers above the backboard. Um, it might be scary to some, but it's there. And so uh, the more we can be progressive and, and kind of be up to date with uh, sports in general, I think is always a great direction. All right. Well, on that same note, Sean, uh, the topic of state tournament expansion was also discussed quite a bit at the IHSAA meeting earlier today. So the question is, state tournament expansion, is it happening? The answer, not anytime soon, but at least they're talking about it. So Send out a survey. 
yeah, there's, <laughs> I don't even know if we're at that part yet. This is like, I think the first kind of, you know, big talk we've had about it. Uh, and essentially, you know, there's some concerns over travel. Uh, you know, some of the board members expressed, you know, Hey, we don't want to be sending, you know, somebody from Kellogg to West side. I they didn't say that exactly, but I'm kind of using that as an example here. Um, and I guess, my solution to that, Sean, my solution here from 10,000 feet above is uh, we could just rotate which region hosts the play-in games every year. One year it's in North Idaho, one year it's in the Treasure Valley, one year it's in East Idaho. So everybody's got to travel an equal amount of distance. Um, and I think the kids, the athletes who we should be thinking of with everything that we're doing here, I think they would love it. Yeah, I, you know, that's been a discussion too. You know, why can't those playing games rotate? And then if you just knew, like this year it's going to be close, this year it's going to be far, you just knew and it was set out. It's pretty easy to plan if you know, right? I'm like, if you know, you don't know if you're going to be playing in that playing game maybe until that game, right? Well, I mean, you don't, right? So you don't know, you can't, it's hard to plan. Um, but if you know that playing game is going to be, so and so then you can you can definitely plan expense wise um i've never met a high school kid that doesn't like to travel um and get out of school so i i know that's not the top priority but um if it gives us a fair shake and and kind of rotates and you get to see the different um venues across idaho which is also i think a pretty unique experience as well so that could be a good direction um or just make the tournament bigger yeah, I mean, and that, and that's what we're talking about here is expanding it from, you know, eight teams or, you know, nine or 10 that are competing for a chance to go to state via play-in game yeah. um, to like 12 or 16, maybe even, you know, and, and so to me, it's pretty easy to pick two or three high schools in a particular region and Hey, we're going to stack up four games here and we're going to stack up four games here. And um, I don't know. I think it's something that could if you plan it out and you rotate it equally amongst the three big regions in Idaho, I don't see why it couldn't work. Um, we do it for football for the championships, right? It rotates yep. all the time. And so I don't know. I think the travel hurdle is, is a, is a one we can clear pretty easily, but they're going to, you know, discuss it and look at it a little closer. So at least there's progress there. Yeah. Yeah. And, th and that's, and that's the thing. If you're getting, more opportunities uh for players to uh get to state i i think you do it like there's not going to be a coach there's not going to be an ad that says no we're okay with our limited opportunities right i think they're going to be uh, they're going to make it happen you know parents support groups boosters things like that those aren't the problems you know we have to have the things in place and then we can tackle the problems yep and i guess you were right sean they are sending out a survey um it's going to be uh, sent out to athletic directors, principals, superintendents, kind of see uh, what kind of reaction we get. Now, I'll say the last time a survey was sent out, uh, over 70% of respondents voted in favor of one thing, and then the board just ignored it anyways. So maybe this survey will be a little different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then you have to think about when you do a survey, uh, a gut reaction of an AD or superintendent is going to be what's best for them, not best maybe for the district or best for the region right so when you fill out those you have to take a step back and think what's best overall which is so hard to do it'd be hard not to say i want 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 what's best just for my school but the problem is 
everything is interlinked and chained together. So if you change this thing, it's going to change that. So you kind of have to step outside and hopefully, you know, after this last survey debacle, we can, you know, people can look at like what's the best solution and kind of find some middle ground because, or you don't get change. Um, you stay the same, but if you can find middle ground and work together, that's how you kind of end up um, moving those gears. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we'll keep an eye out on that. The results of the survey will be announced at the next IHSAA meeting, which is in April. Um, and so if you're looking for a breakdown of everything that happened at the IHSAA meeting today, Sean, we've got it right at the top of the homepage at IdahoSports.com. Um, Matt Harris, who used to be a broadcaster uh, and Looking at it right now. contributor to the website for IdahoSports.com, is now the athletic director at Ryrie, and he always does such a great job of, of attending these meetings. And his, you have to follow his Twitter account during the meeting because he is in real time. Hey, this is what they're talking about. Here's the info. I Post don't know how he pictures. Can... He's got yeah. the pictures. He's got the agendas. Um, yeah, it's it's great uh, to get that live information and. Um, cause before is you kind of like, Oh, they changed the rules. Oh, <laughs> Thanks. yes. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> and, and so we, we kind of put it out and I say, we, uh, Paul Kingsbury, our boss kind of put it out there to Matt. He, he and Matt go way back and, and said like, Hey, you're already there kind of reporting on the meeting. Would you mind like just writing kind of a summary for idahosports.com? And he's like, sure. No problem. So, uh, he did a really great job succinctly summarizing, everything important that happened from the IHSAA meeting. So if you want to read that, it's right at the top of the homepage at idahosports.com. Well worth your time uh, for sure. So yeah, thank you, Matt Harris from Ryrie for uh, stepping up and getting that done for us. We really appreciate it. Um, those were kind of the two big, um, you know, discussion points, um, but there's more stuff you can read uh, on the site, idahosports.com. All right, we got that bureaucratic, uh, you know, stuff out of the way, Sean. Let's get into what happened in the week that was in East Idaho sports. A couple of big basketball matchups. We will get to it right after this word from our sponsor, Sean. That's right. The East Idaho Prepcast is brought to you by No Vape Idaho. We'll be back right after this. It's not like I'm doing drugs. Nicotine can negatively impact the developing brain and make it more susceptible to other addictive substances. Students that vape are three times more likely to start smoking weed. And kids who share vapes can unknowingly inhale other drugs like THC, meth, or fentanyl, causing permanent lung damage, overdose, and even death. Be smart, don't start. This is the East Idaho Prep Cast presented by No Vape Idaho on IdahoSports.com. Sean, we think about vaping and it's like, oh yeah, I got to take the edge off here. I just need a hit for my vape pen. Oh, I'm so relaxed. Did you know that vaping actually increases the levels of stress and anxiety in your body? It does the exact opposite of what many think it's, it's intended to do. Yeah, uh, we've covered a lot of it in school as uh, being a teacher at Century. It's a big... Uh, a thing to get out there to students and yeah um it's it's not great and then man just the things you don't even know what's in it you're like taking like metals and alloys and words i can't pronounce so oh yeah it's it's a it's bad news and it's a that's a great sponsor because none you, you can't be an athlete and be vaping i mean let's let's be honest <laughs> 
yeah, you need those lungs when you're out there running and getting the heart pumping. And yeah, vaping is a terrible idea. For more tips, uh, you can type in no vape Idaho. That's no with uh, with a K, like the more you know, uh, no vape Idaho into your favorite uh, search browser and you'll find the website from there. But uh, big thanks to no vape Idaho for sponsoring the East Idaho Prepcast. All right, Sean, the big story last week, we recorded last week's East Idaho Prepcast right before this game happened. Preston at Pocatello at the pit. And I don't want to you know, toot my own horn and say I'm like a genius, but I said on the show last week, like, hey, all the pressures on Pocatello, which is weird because it's a home game for them. Because if you don't win, now you're facing the prospect of having to go to Preston in the rematch and beating the Indians at their place, which is almost impossible to do. Lo and behold, Preston comes out and gets a nail biter of a win, Sean. This was a fun game from tip to final buzzer. Yeah, 51 to 50. And the end of the game was just a roller coaster, coaster of emotions, right? You have Gage Ontiveros um, going for what's going to be pretty much a game winning layup, traveling called, uh, and just eruption. And Preston's got the ball back with 12 seconds left. And you think, well, Preston's got this game in the bag, right? 12 seconds. Uh, Ty, Ty Jones at the helm, uh, well coached Preston team. Well, Preston throws the ball away on the inbound. It was a you know miscommunication. It just goes into no one, goes right out of bounds. Pocatello ball, 12 seconds. Pocatello gets three good looks at the basket. Um, the last one, a three pointer by Dre, uh, Dre Contreras of the Thunder, and just falls short. Um, it, Dre Contreras had two, and I think Kessler Vaughn had one of the shots. Uh, no, no Bowie on that last second shot, which I was surprised. But they had three good looks, didn't go down, and Preston rolls out of the pit with a with a win and uh, a little a little lead in the the rivalry. Right, you know, you have you have East Idaho pretty much controls the top three in the rankings. Hillcrest, Preston, Pocatello, and man. It's just going to it's just going to get more heated and more of a battle but these are going to be some great games. Yeah, I want to make sure I understand your analogy. You're saying Preston's kind of like a weed. They're just really hard to get rid of, hard yeah, to yeah. eliminate. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh they you know, they've just, you know, they're a little younger than they have been in the past. Um but they just every it seems like every player can make a three-pointer, um come with the play and you know, they had a hard time guarding Ontiveros down low. They're not very they're not a very tall Preston team. But they did it. They did a good job, and um, I think that'll be the difference. Maybe in the rematches, if they if Thunder can find to get uh, Gage Ontiveros going a little more underneath, it'll be difficult. But yeah, you know, Julian Bowie still had about twenty points, and uh, just just too much team ball from from Preston in that first meeting. But I mean, it could have won either way, and to give Pocatello a, a chance at the end is crazy, and and it's crazy to think of Preston uncharacteristically throwing the ball away. Yeah, and now the schedule for both of these teams is kind of interesting. Preston has all the momentum of coming to the pit and walking out with the win. They haven't played since. They won't play until Thursday night at Century. So another conference road game. Um, so they will have had, you know, eight days basically between the pokey game and the century game. Can they keep that momentum going? Meanwhile, Pocatello. I think pretty motivated to get back on track. They've played twice since they lost to Preston. 
and boy, they've won in pretty decisive fashion. They beat Shelly 77 to 45. They beat Highland last night, 80 to 57. That was an eye opener for me, Sean. Not that Pokey won, um, but the margin of victory because Highland is a team that made state last year. Let's not forget. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen Highland. They, they've, they've got a good team. They've got some good players. Ridge Barrera, you know, the, the biggest playing small guy on the court and, uh, um, Owen Wild, and they've got a lot of guys that can shoot threes and Cruz, uh, Treora, which is a cool name just to say the least, uh, down low. And if he develops a little more, he'll be good. But man, what a what a score there by the Thunder uh, out to prove a point winning, I believe, eight or seven times in a row against Pokey. And now it's reversed on the football side, right? But as far as basketball goes, uh, the Thunder have kind of dominated that that rivalry. Yeah, the Black and Blue Bowl basketball edition has belonged to Pocatello recently. And so with that Preston win over Pocatello, uh, repercussions, uh, not for anything that is super important, but the coaches poll and the media poll uh, both went from Pokey 1, Hillcrest 2, Preston 3, to now it's Hillcrest 1, Preston 2, pokey three i think that's the right order you know i I vote in the media poll every week that's how i had my top three sean yeah you know i don't think uh hillcrest has been playing with a full deck really all throughout the year and i i think now that that team is coming together and everyone's hitting the court as far as i know and it's hard you know like i've said before well you're the champ until you're not anymore and they beat hillcrest beat idol falls um 90 to 40 40 uh last <laughs> yeah. night 90 i mean anytime you can score 90 points i think you know eight minute quarters there's only so much time <laughs> i mean 90 points i think hillcrest is uh in a good shape um you know luckily for hillcrest you know pocatello and preston are in their conference uh so i think hillcrest will be fine you know i think you could put whatever the week is you could put either team in the first spot i don't think it matters when it's all said and done i think hillcrest will probably be your number one seed and pokey and preston will have one person or one team not happy yeah and here's the important context to remember because you're going to look at hillcrest and you're going to go eight and six well boy they must not be as good as they've been they're seven and oh versus idaho teams all right they're they're one and six versus out-of-state opponents Five losses to schools from California, one loss to Ironwood, Arizona, which is a really good team. So, yes, they're eight and six, but you got to remember seven and oh versus the state of Idaho. That's what really counts. Wins over Preston, Bonneville, Thunder Ridge twice, Skyline, Blackfoot, Idaho Falls. They're going to be just fine. At yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to uh, argue that at this point. Now, what happens for second place gets kind of interesting. Blackfoot and Skyline currently tied at three and two uh, in conference play. Skyline got a huge win last night. Uh, they picked up a victory over Shelley, 59 to 47. That had snapped a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That had snapped an eight game losing streak for the Grizz. So Clint Cornish's team is three and two in league. Uh, Blackfoot is also three and two in league. Blackfoot won the first matchup uh, at the Taj McGriz, 67-64. The rematch comes in the regular season finale, Sean, in Blackfoot on February 9th. I just get the feeling that that game is probably going to decide second and third place. 
Yeah, it's well. It, yeah, I think that's that's what's going to happen. Um, you know, Blackfoot started off really strong this year. This is a team that I think was on our radar, and not that they've fallen off, but you just have a conglomerate. I mean, let's not you know, let's not take anything away from the Shelley team, which is not bad either. And so it, it'll be, it'll be, you know, if, if Skyline wins and then, you know, it'll be that conglomerate of all like three and four, four and three, it, it could go, it could go either way towards the end. Yeah. And she, yeah, I should mention Shelley here as well, right? They're two and two in conference play. The two losses came last night to Skyline by 12. Um, and then they lost to Blackfoot by six earlier this year. So you're right. They're right in the mix too. Shelly will play Skyline and Blackfoot each one more time. They have to sweep those, I I would think, to have a shot at second, but we'll see. Yeah. I And then, you know, just how District 6 always turns out, I mean, the seeds might not matter all that much, right? They just <laughs> they really won't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes they just, you know, who goes in and, and plays hard could be the biggest, biggest thing. I, you know, you, you got to say Hillcrest is probably going to get that one seed without a doubt and then after that it's um it's really going to be a battle who can play the best that night i think i mean the seeds will be important maybe for some home court but both all these teams have just been beating each other up yeah for sure um i wanted to take a quick stop down to the 2a basketball ranks here sean on the boys side where uh we're starting to see maybe some leaders emerging and yet i don't know maybe not let's start in the nuclear conference North Fremont is eight and two overall, one and zero in league play. Firth is seven and six, and they are two and zero in league play. And Sean, we're going to find out real quick, you know, who's got the upper hand because they play tonight in Firth. Yeah. So Ryrie wasn't Ryrie the preseason favorite in that league? I want to say. Uh no no I, no. I think Firth was, but it was, was very Firth. jumbled. Yeah, wasn't yeah. Th- that's what I was remembering. That this was a very hard one to predict. And you know, North Fremont was a a powerhouse for so many years. They're always a very good team. But you're going to kind of have the same scenario here, where you're going to have three teams really battling it out. And so this game, Riley Riley versus Firth, could be the game that decides the number one seed. Yeah, so so um, Ryrie and Firth played last Thursday. Firth picked up the seventy-six to fifty-nine win. The rematch comes on Saturday, January twenty-seventh in Firth. Firth and North Fremont tonight, um, and both are so well coached. Shannon Hill for North Fremont. Scott Adams for Firth has won so many championships in his great career. Um, and then, in addition to that. We think Firth is pretty good. Westside beat Firth uh, to start the new year, 64-49. And as we kind of transition down to District 5, um, Westside picked up a big win last night over Bear Lake by 5, 72-67. And those are the two teams we're kind of looking at down there in District 5. So Westside kind of gets the opening salvo, as it were, over the Bears. Yeah, and Bear Lake's kind of been the a little more dominant on the basketball side, but this West Side team, man, I, I you just can't look past them, right? You got Parker Moser, um, Crusade. You have you have these players that you know they've they've played together for a while, and I think it's kind of come to fruition. They were the younger guys, right? I think of the West Side team now as like the young guys. Oh, we're beating a team fifty-two to something put them in but now they're the you know juniors and seniors of the team and they're kind of coming into their own 
six seniors and a lot of those football names that we're so used to hearing, you know, Eli Brown, uh, Garrett Robinson, Ivan Campbell. Yeah. Uh, Westside, good, just athletes, good, solid, fundamental team uh, for sure. Um, and then the last league I wanted to check on on the boys side before we hit girls hoop, Sean, was at the one eight D two level, the Rocky mountain conference, just because there's so many teams that it's always so fun to watch. It's like watching the stock market throughout the year. Uh, water Springs and Rockland are each two and oh, water Springs is 12 and two overall Rockland nine and four Mackie won their league opener. They're one and oh, and they're five and six in league play. Meanwhile, you still have North Gem sitting there at three and one also. And Shelban never can count out Shelban. They're one and one and six and five overall. Shelban played North Gem last night, Sean. And North Gem came out with a 10 point win, 48 38 in Fort Hall. That was a big win for the Cowboys. North Gem's only conference loss still is to water springs and they lost that game 57 43 otherwise they've beaten showban they've beaten uh they've beaten mackie by five so i don't know still a lot to decide here in this rocky mountain conference yeah we've been talking a lot about water springs and rockland but north gem now kind of kind of floating their way up as well and you also have mackie it's a it's a good team and they've only played one conference game so it'll be interesting that well one game that counts towards conference but They've got um, North Gem coming up Thursday. Is that Mackie Mackie North Gem? That ought to be a fantastic matchup. So we're gonna we're gonna have a little separation on Thursday. You mentioned Mackie and North Gem are playing. Water Springs traveling to Rockland on Thursday as well. So we'll finally get some clarity on this Rocky Mountain Conference race here uh, over the next couple of nights. So we'll keep an eye on that for sure. All right, let's uh, let's talk a little girls hoops here before we hit the door, Sean. Uh, last week, the Thunder Ridge girls basketball team took on Bonneville in what was kind of a real, a really cool fundraiser. Um, they ended up wearing special jerseys for the occasion and it all went to, to help fundraise and benefit a great anti-bullying organization. Yeah, they, it was a, a parent set this up, uh, for, for bullying. Um, they had some special, special jerseys and then they, um, auctioned off a flat screen TV kelly canyon passes and some other things to raise some money and the money is going to go to building some benches at thunder ridge uh so some students can have places to you know sit and chill out and so yeah just a a nice little little effort and you know they made a good amount of money according to ad travis hobson and um the jerseys were like i don't know if you're going to pull it up they're kind of interesting (laughs) <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm trying to get there i've got too many tabs open so it's bogging um, down a little bit it kind of reminds me of like a phoenix suns but you do have that thunder ridge tr on there uh it goes like yellow orange like blue flame kind of at the bottom um with the you know with the big stop bowling and bullying of course kind of a a nationwide problem throughout schools especially with cyber bullying and all that and you know just a good time to have some awareness um, students about that and, you know, think about, you know, how your actions can affect others and make sure everyone's involved. But I, you know, pretty cool that they're going to get some nice benches, um, f- for the school out of that. And, you know, and just some good awareness, a little something different. You usually see, uh, you know, uh, breast cancer awareness or cancer awareness ones for volleyball and sometimes basketball, but 
uh, something a little different and uh, neat for the Thunder Ridge schools to do. And nice job by that parent organization to help uh, get that going there. Yeah, the organization is called Ballers Against Bullies. Um, I love it. And so here I'm going to share some pictures from the Thunder Ridge Girls Basketball Facebook page. Uh, here's the first photo. You'll see this little guy right here down in the bottom right corner, Sean. His yep. name is Maxton. He's a first grader. He sang the national anthem. Oh, I love game. it. Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah, isn't that cool? Um, here's what the jerseys looked like. <laughs> yeah, very retro. And, of course, um, it's got kind of the, uh, I don't you know, know, peace sign, whatever. Yeah, yeah. hang so, loose. Yeah, hang loose. Yeah, so it looks pretty cool. Um, these jerseys were pretty awesome. I thought that was pretty cool that they were able to put that together and um, get get the jerseys there. So, yeah, that's kind of what the uniforms look like. It's, and like we said, very good cause, big fundraiser, um, both Bonneville and Thunder Ridge kind of involved in this process. And so um, it was awesome. So way to go. Here's yeah. here's uh, here. I'll share my screen one more time. Here's here's little Maxton. That, singing that, the national anthem right there that's uh <laughs> my favorite part of paing basketball games is when we have someone come in and sing the national anthem or one one time we had a student do the trumpet just him by himself trumpet national anthem was pretty cool cool uh, I, I like to see all those different um uh students get the shine there too it's I, it's always fun we've had cheerleaders sing it that's always kind of funny too <laughs> so it's a uh, it's good it's like it's really neat to get everyone involved that's awesome uh thunder ridge is on a three-game winning streak they beat bonneville in that uh ballers against bullies uh game 53 46 since then they beat idaho falls and then on monday night game got postponed from last week of course with the bad weather but they beat highland 44 to 16 uh now the big test right rigby comes to thunder ridge tonight sean rigby is kind of the heavy favorite and yet Thunder Ridge wasn't that long ago that they were the top of the league. Uh, they haven't played Rigby yet this year, so I'm interested to see how this goes. I'm I'm picking Rigby to win, but I'm very interested to see how Thunder Ridge plays against a top-notch opponent. Yeah, you've got a Rigby team that's averaging 60 points and only giving up about 35 points. Uh, they're they're a good team, right? We know Rigby's really good, but like you're saying, kind of who's going to get that next spot? You have Madison, Thunder Ridge, and Highland. I think this will be a great test um, for Thunder Ridge to see what they can do. And, you know, if they can keep it a low-scoring game, I don't, you know, it might be close. But if you get Rigby out running and gunning, it's it's tough. It's tough to win. Yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, for sure. Okay, uh, let's talk 4A hoops for a second here. Uh, High Country Conference, Sean. Uh, Shelly still leading the way 16 and 0 overall six and 0 in conference play. Um, I think 14 of the 16 wins by Shelly this year have come by 20 or more points. Uh, so here we go though, tonight on idahosports.com, Sean, you're going to be at this game for us. They're hosting Blackfoot. Now the first time they played this season, Shelly won 66 to 38, but Ramey Odom is a great coach for Blackfoot. And I'm sure they will be much improved. Uh, they played previously on December 6th. So we've had, you know, a month and a half since then that has transpired. This will be a fun game tonight. Blackfoot at Shelly. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's going to be great. I think it's a game that if you're 
a 4A basketball player around the state, you probably want to tune in and watch. Um, it might be interesting. You've got, you know, in max preps, Shelly's obviously the overall number one, but uh, Black, Blackfoot's ranked number five in max preps. So you've got a very, you know, Blackfoot had one of the highest strength of schedules. So you got a Blackfoot team that's played hard opponents. Um, their conference is hard. It's going to be a fantastic matchup. And um, yeah, can you stop? Can you stop Shelly? I mean, they're they're just putting out huge numbers um, with Brindley Cannon and Mia Williams. I, they've just got so many people that can score. But if you can if you can hold them, I think under a certain amount of points and keep it close, then you're, then you're in business. And we know Blackfoot is a team that can do that because they did it last year <laughs> to Shelly. Yes, Monday night, Shelly went to the Taj Magriz and beat previously unbeaten Skyline, previously unbeaten in league play, uh, Skyline 73 to 59. And so now for Skyline, you know, their rematch with Blackfoot becomes kind of important and the rematch with Shelly as well. They beat Blackfoot earlier this year to start the new year by 20, 63 43. Is it really that simple? It's Shelly one, Skyline three, or Skyline two, Blackfoot three. Or is is there a, some fluidity to this? It seems, based on the results, pretty straightforward. But I feel like I know better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you wanted to bet all your money on it right now, you you might be poor. But uh, <laughs> the yeah, I, I think it, it's tough. You know, Skyline is definitely a a good team. You got the Shea ship, the Shea shipping, and the other shipping. Or it's just I wanted to say Shea shipping sisters because it was alliteration, but that's not right. But no, uh, <laughs> uh, Kaisa, Kaisa shipping, yeah. and Shea Holy. Shippen, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's just a good team. And right now, I think if you look at the standings and some of the scores, yeah, they're kind of clearly the second team. And Blackfoot started off kind of strong and it's kind of you know hit some bumps in the road and. Um, maybe tonight that's where it starts uh, to change a little bit, but I mean, it's it's. I think it's going to be tough to go to the potato cellar and beat Shelly right now because they're firing all cylinders. Yeah, it'll be a fun watch tonight on IdahoSports.com for sure. Uh, and then I wanted to wrap up with 3A Girls Hoop, Sean. We are starting to get some clarification. We talked about last week, Snake River. You know, they were going to play South Fremont. Uh, you know, what kind of challenge would that be? They won by 10, 50 to 40. So South Fremont, I think we, we haven't been giving enough credit to, uh, South Fremont played close with snake river, lost by 10. And then snake river also played American falls for the first time. One pretty convincingly 41 to 27. So they're one and oh in league play. And meanwhile, Teton up in district six is still undefeated 17 and oh, they just beat Sugar Salem 64 to 46. They will play South Fremont for the first time tonight. Meanwhile, Sugar Salem, Sean, is looking at 0-2 in league play, and they're in last place. They have lost to Teton 64-46, lost to South Fremont by three last Friday, 49-46. So tonight's matchup between Teton and South Fremont is for first place in the conference. Yeah, for yeah, definitely for first place and kind of definitely just uh you know bragging rights, right? Too to be at the top of a very tough three-team conference, um, in the Mountain River Conference. Uh, you know, you got a young Sugar Salem team, but they're not bad. You have a South Fremont team that we probably haven't given a ton of credit to playing well, but Teton right now in 3A basketball, I and mean, they're kind of the top of the top, right? 17 and 0 and 
just keeping that going. So that's a great matchup tonight um, in that conference. Yeah, Brianne Bailey, uh, such a phenomenal player for Sugar Salem, the or for pools. <laughs> They're going to be mad about that. Oh no! Yeah, uh, Brianne Bailey for South Fremont, five eleven junior. Um, they've also got you know Kensley Neville and uh, Hayden Larson, Hallie Robles. They've got some really good Lily Christensen, some really good athletes on that South Fremont team. So. Uh, I'm very intrigued to see how this game tonight goes and boy, sugar at 0 and two in league, but they're still 11 and six overall, Sean. It's like, it's like the bad guy in a movie. You better put them, put them away and take care of it because if you don't, they're going to come back to, to haunt you on this thing. So yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Sugar Salem's young one senior on that team. Um, and sometimes you're young and dumb and you can go in and, and make things happen because you don't know what it's like or you're just you just play and that'll be tough uh no matter what i think whoever comes out of that conference because you i mean you're gonna have to play each other there's only three teams there's no gimmies yeah uh we'll see we'll have more data to to break down on next week's edition of the east idaho prep cast but uh sean i know you got to go get ready for east idaho game night blackfoot at shelly tonight on idahosports.com big thanks to everybody for tuning in to the east idaho prep cast presented by no vape idaho enjoy the competition enjoy tiger grizz wrestling this weekend if you're going to be checking that out this saturday one of the uh, oldest wrestling meets in the state tiger grizz once again a lot of good teams from utah coming up to compete this year also so we'll have plenty to talk about on next week's edition of the east idaho prep cast but until then for sean kane I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.